Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. If I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list all of them and how much you're paying? If you would have asked me this question before I started using Rocket Money, I would have said yes. But let me tell you, I would have been so wrong. I can't believe how many I had and all the money I was wasting. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. When it comes to picking the perfect treats for your dog, Stuart makes the choice easy by keeping it real. Real ingredients, real nutrients, real benefits. Stuart dog treats are free from additives, corn, soy, wheat, and grains. Plus, they're freeze-dried to lock in all the great nutrition and natural flavor your furry friend deserves. Stuart freeze-dried dog treats. Big, tail-wagging nutritional benefits. Available on Amazon.com today. Breaking news, the FDA is expected to authorize the Pfizer COVID vaccine for teens as young as 12. Tonight, what we're learning about how soon teens will be allowed to get a shot, bringing America one step closer to herd immunity, something experts are concerned could never happen. Easing restrictions. New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut will let businesses open at full capacity in just weeks as Florida's governor lifts all restrictions, but the state out west doing just the opposite. Violent tornadoes in the south, nearly two dozen twisters reported, destroying homes and cars. And the threat isn't over, more than 50 million Americans impacted. Breaking news, billionaire breakup. Bill and Melinda Gates announced their divorce after 27 years of marriage. The reason behind the split. Deadly capsize, a severely overcrowded boat sinks, killing at least three migrants. Were they victims of human smuggling? Sticker shock, rising prices at the grocery store, the gas station, even lumber at the hardware store. Why are prices suddenly shooting up? The rocket heading towards Earth? Could China's 46,000-pound booster hit the U.S. in the next few days? And tonight, ahead of Mother's Day, we start our ode to moms with a military spouse who couldn't get hired, so she became her own CEO. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting from the nation's capital. Good evening and thank you for joining us. We are going to begin tonight with breaking news and a game changer for parents worried about their children getting coronavirus. The FDA is now expected to expand the emergency authorization for Pfizer's vaccine to include children as young as 12 years old. Now, the decision, which the New York Times reports could happen as early as this week, could allow more than 15 million teens to get the shots before the start of the next school year. The news comes as Connecticut, New Jersey, and New York, once the epicenter of the pandemic, announced today that shops, restaurants, gyms, and other businesses will be allowed to operate at full capacity starting May 19th, including, yes, 
Broadway theaters. And New York City's iconic subway system will also return to 24-hour service in just two weeks. And in Florida, Governor Ron DeSantis signed an executive order to end local mandates in his state. But tonight, five other states are still seeing the rate of new infections rising, including in Oregon, where things are so bad, restrictions aren't being lifted. New ones are actually being put in place in an attempt to stop highly contagious variants of the virus from spreading. But we've got two reports on all of this news tonight. CBS's Jonathan Vigliotti is in Oregon, but first, CBS's Mola Lenghi is going to lead off our coverage from New York's Times Square. Good evening, Mola. Some big news tonight. Uh, No question, Nora. Good evening. With New York here set to reopen, there are signs that a vaccine could be on the way for millions of children around the country. After months of critical, uh, after months of clinical trials, I should say, we could be just days away from an approval for children 12 years old and older to be vaccinated. Pfizer is set to receive FDA emergency use authorization of its vaccine in children ages 12 to 15 within days, according to the New York Times. Pfizer recently announced trial results showing the vaccine has similar efficacy in that age group to adults, and study participants experienced few side effects. It's a smart reopening. It's a measured reopening. Tonight, New York is ready for revival. Today is uh, a milestone for New York State, and... uh, a significant moment of transition. In sync with neighboring New Jersey and Connecticut, the move comes on May 19th, when most capacity limits will be lifted. Museums and businesses, including restaurants, retail, gyms, and hair salons, can fully reopen as long as space is available to maintain six feet of social distancing. The reopening is a huge turnaround from more than a year ago. Everyone is COVID positive. When New York City was the epicenter of the COVID crisis, reporting nearly 5,500 cases and more than 600 deaths per day. And it's not just the Northeast that's getting back to normal. Today, the governor of Florida ended all COVID restrictions in the state. Back in New York, a record 635,000 jobs were lost in 2020. The pain of the city's economic downturn is evident in the endless closed storefronts. For a year, it was only takeout and delivery at Usia, a Manhattan restaurant. For us, it's just, you know, a new beginning and an opportunity to get back to normal. An opportunity that can't happen soon enough. Mololengi, CBS News, New York. Miguel, how are you? I'm Jonathan Vigliotti in Oregon, where tonight, as much of the nation is opening back up, nearly half the state is shutting back down due to one of the largest increases in infections in the country. This after Oregon had one of the lowest infection rates nationwide for months. This virus is like a sucker punch. You never know when it's going to get you. The surging numbers have triggered Governor Kate Brown to declare 15 counties in extreme risk, banning all indoor dining and limiting gyms and indoor entertainment spaces to only six people at once. What went so wrong? The variants. The variants are extremely transmissible. That more transmissible variant, first identified in the United Kingdom, now accounts for about half the cases in the state, with more young people hospitalized than ever. Right now, it's truly a race between the variants and the vaccines. Obviously, the variants are winning. But over the next couple of weeks, I'm confident we can beat it back. Vaccines have been available to everyone in Oregon, 16 and older, for two weeks. Now the hope is that as vaccination numbers rise, infections will drop. It would be welcome news to frontline workers like ICU nurse Linus Sylvie. We started getting our vaccine here in mid-December, and so it was a beacon of light. It is a little disheartening to be back 
in kind of what we were. Still, the new restrictions are hitting frustrated business owners like Brian McNenneman hard. It's just this up and down game. It feels like we're just getting beat up. There were two paths here. Number one, uh, that we don't put any additional restrictions on, or number two, that we take the path that save lives. And I, as Oregon's governor, took the path to save lives. Average daily cases have more than doubled in the last month, and ICU beds are near capacity. If the cases go back down, the governor hopes to fully reopen the state by July 1st. Nora. Jonathan Vigliotti, thank you. Well, about 50 million Americans across the central and southeast U.S. are in the path of severe storms tonight. The weather has spawned nearly two dozen tornadoes, which have been spotted from Mississippi to South Carolina. Here's CBS's Jesse Mitchell. Powerful tornadoes tore through Mississippi. This one seen from a drone. About 10 minutes before this happened, I got us in the bathroom, me and my little girl and my husband. More than a dozen were reported overnight. The violent storms ripped apart roofs, knocked down trees and power lines, making some neighborhoods inaccessible. The damage has kind of made navigating the neighborhood a maze, and I couldn't even get to the street that I live on um, after everything had taken place. Daybreak shed light on the destruction in Calhoun County as more tornadoes were reported from Kentucky to South Carolina. Even a rare tornado reported southwest of Atlanta, leaving a trail of scattered debris. I was overwhelmed. I, I couldn't understand. I, I, I had never seen nothing like this before. Back in Tupelo, Terrell Pulliam's roof was partially torn off. It came around here about, for about 30 seconds, and then that was it. He was huddled in this bathroom with 12 people when the storm hit. I'm blessed that everybody did not get hurt or anything like that. So it could have it been worse. It could have been worse. And Nora, these are dangerous storms that we're talking about. There was one fatality confirmed in Georgia. Here in Mississippi, the crews are hard at work along this street, and you can see they're just dealing with damage. And that is something, as Terrell said, the residents are grateful for. There were no reported injuries here. Nora. Very lucky. Jesse Mitchell, thank you so much. Let's turn now to CBS's Lonnie Quinn. Good evening, Lonnie. So is this threat over? No, no, definitely not, nor what I want to do is take you right to the radar picture. I'll show you where it's not over. Now, we had a tornado come through Atlanta early this morning. If you take a look at the radar picture, that strong, that strong line of storms is now into South Carolina. South Carolina under a tornado watch. But look at this. Out around Dallas, uh, you don't see a lot of activity. It's just starting to spark up right now. Well, we really believe it's going to spark up big time tonight. Watch this flare-up from Fort Worth to Fort Smith. Sure enough, a chance for tornadoes tonight. That then pushes to the east by tomorrow, let's say sometime around lunchtime. Now we're looking anywhere from, say, Lake Charles up to Tupelo. We just heard from Jesse Mitchell how, how volatile it was there. Well, tomorrow afternoon could be a repeat performance. Then you get to, say, Tuesday night, anywhere from New Orleans up to the Atlanta area. Why? For such a relatively quiet April, one of the quietest Aprils we've had in 30 years, why is May starting off with so much activity? The jet stream is whipping. It's dropped well to the south now. It's running at over 100 miles per hour, and it's up around 5,000 feet. That pulls that air from the surface up. It then twists with the jet stream, and you get this risk for tornadoes. And, and listen, in Dallas, you started off your day not really worrying about tornadoes kicking in. you got to worry about it now for tonight. That's the very latest. you got to keep your eyes on the sky. Let's go back to you, Nora. Lonnie Quinn, thank you so much. Well, tonight, the Coast Guard has called off the search for victims from that disaster at sea just off Southern California. We now know three people were killed when a boat capsized as dozens of migrants from Mexico and Central America were being smuggled into this country. CBS's Lilia Luciano reports from San Diego. 
As investigators continue to sift through the wreckage of a suspected smuggling vessel, they're also focusing on the captain and 31 passengers who were crammed inside the boat when it capsized and broke apart along the rocky San Diego coast. Three people died. One remains in critical condition. There were some some bodies out there. Off-duty Navy sailor Cale Foy happened to be nearby and helped save those caught in the powerful surf. We pulled everybody that we could. Uh, whether conscious or unconscious, everyone was panicking, everyone was yelling. Uh, no one spoke any English. Brittany Kokenderfer shot this video shortly after the 40-foot vessel capsized. Those desperate to survive can be seen jumping overboard. We just all felt devastated just seeing these people really fighting for their lives and not being able to help. It's, it's really hard. Behind me, you can still see debris from the capsized boat that broke apart. The Coast Guard has ended its search for survivors. First responders administered CPR and conducted a cliff rescue, but not everyone could be saved. Uh, there are people in the water drowning, uh, getting sucked out the rip current there. With the U.S. border closed, more people are risking entering by sea. More than 300 apprehensions at sea last year, a 92% increase. The captain of the ship could face possible federal charges, but the immigration status of survivors is still uncertain. Some may be allowed to stay in the country and serve as witnesses for the government, but others may be expelled. Nora. Lilia Luciano, thank you. In North Carolina, an emotional funeral was held today for Andrew Brown Jr. He was shot to death by deputies attempting to serve an arrest warrant. Mourners included relatives of other black men killed by officers. Brown's family was only shown a brief portion of body cam video and is demanding that all the footage be released. We're going to turn now to a shocking announcement that seemed to come out of nowhere. Bill and Melinda Gates, among the richest couples in the world, are splitting after 27 years of marriage. CBS's Ben Tracy on this billionaire's breakup. It was a match made at Microsoft, and now it's over. In a statement on Twitter today, Bill and Melinda Gates said after a great deal of thought and a lot of work on our relationship, we have made the decision to end our marriage. The couple first met when Melinda Gates was a marketing manager at Microsoft, the company Bill Gates co-founded. I could sense that he was a bit interested, and uh, oh, but it took, him, it took him quite a few months before he finally asked me out. The couple have three children and for the past two decades have been a powerful force in philanthropy, giving away more than $50 billion. It became something that, you know, we get to do together. We're, yeah. you know, partners uh, in crime. In 2000, they started the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation to address issues of poverty and disease around the world. More recently, Bill Gates has shifted his focus to tackling climate change. In their statement, the couple says, we will continue our work together at the foundation, but we no longer believe we can grow together as a couple in this next phase of our lives. This comes just two years after another billionaire tech titan, Amazon CEO Jeff Bezos, announced his split from his wife of 25 years, Mackenzie. Bill Gates is the fourth richest person in the world, worth approximately $130 billion. The financial details of the divorce are not yet known. Ben Tracy, CBS News, Washington. Americans emerging from a year spent at home are in for a surprise at the store, rising prices on just about everything from gas to groceries. Here's CBS's Carter Evans. It's sticker shock at the supermarket. This is unusually expensive. 
Rising prices at Tammy Gunther's local grocery store are adding $40 or more to her weekly bill. How much did you spend? 131 something. 131 bucks. You got five bags. It does feel like it feels like last year this would have been about 90 bucks for this. She's not alone. Americans are paying more for the basics. Citrus fruit up 9.8 percent. Bacon up more than 8 percent and beef up 7.1 percent. Gas station prices are up more than 22% from a year ago. They're as high as they were right before the pandemic. UCLA senior economist Leo Feller says gas prices fell so low last year it put some oil producers out of business. And production still hasn't caught up as drivers hit the road again. Demand for groceries is up 11% because people hunkered down at home. And that put pressure on suppliers, which drove up food prices. This will start changing as people shop less at grocery stores and as they go out more to restaurants. You seem pretty confident that this is not the beginning of an inflationary period. Yeah, I don't think so. This is very different than 1970s. The consumers have a lot more power these days. But you can still expect basics like toilet paper and diapers to cost more. Procter & Gamble, Kimberly Clark and Coca-Cola announced they too are increasing prices because they're paying more for raw materials in short supply. It's bad for your pocketbook, but it's good in terms of we're back to how we were before. And consumer prices are expected to stabilize in the coming months. The exception could be lumber, which is up 300 percent in the last year as people forced to isolate try to improve their homes. And, Nora, it does not look like construction is going down anytime soon. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. We could face danger from above. Remember that rocket that carried part of China's new space station into orbit last week? Well, the rocket that weighs about 46,000 pounds is going to fall back to Earth in the next few days. We don't know when or where. Some projected paths show it could pass slightly north of New York. All right, what are the odds of this? When a Utah woman flying to Hawaii for a vacation suddenly went into labor last Wednesday, there just happened to be a doctor and three neonatal intensive care nurses on board. Well, they delivered the baby two months early using shoelaces to tie the umbilical cord and made baby warmers by microwaving bottles. Well, tonight we are pleased to report that mom and baby are doing just fine. That's incredible. All right, tonight, a familiar face at CBS News in 60 Minutes begins his two-week run as guest host of Jeopardy. Bill Whitaker and his wife are longtime fans of the quiz show. Whitaker says reading and watching news is a great way for Jeopardy Jeopardy contestants to prepare for the show. It is a longtime favorite in my household as well. Really looking forward to Bill hosting. 
Since Mother's Day is this Sunday, all week we're celebrating some extraordinary moms. Tonight, the military mom who became an accidental CEO. CBS's Chip Reed introduces us. You can't look down. A few years ago, Michelle Penzak was in a tough spot. Your husband was deployed, you were pregnant, and you couldn't find a job. It's a bad country song is kind of what I like to say. Couldn't find a job because military spouses move so often. I felt like I was being judged just because of my husband's choice of career. So she started her own company, Squared Away, which hires people like her to assist other companies online. As a military spouse and mom, you are managing calendars. You are balancing everybody's activities. And if you can handle that, I guarantee that you can handle working with a few CEOs and their teams. Business is booming. Last month, nearly 200 employees brought in $500,000. It felt too good to be true. For military spouse Sarah Glover, her job at Squared Away was a godsend. Sometimes I was going on 15, 20 interviews, and it wasn't an issue of my qualifications or my education. It was the fact that I can't be permanent. And what does she think about the boss? I call her Wonder Woman, and I mean it wholeheartedly. A Wonder Woman who understands the unique powers of military moms. Chip Reed, CBS News, Washington. We love our military moms. A young woman thought she'd never become a mother until someone entered her life with an amazing offer. Well, that's coming up tomorrow. And if you can't watch us live, set your DVR so you can watch us later. That's tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell. Good night. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Download speeds up to one gigabit per second. Cox internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply.